Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Potty Shop, the finest in collision repair. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. No offense, CJ. You look like a possum on chemo. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. We have a special show for you tonight. If you listen to Rangers Podcasts, not just ours, then you know what the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast is with Jeff Wilson and John Moore, and it is a fantastic podcast. You know, I mean, it's not ours, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, we are going to have John and Jeff on with the show with us tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash the Ranger Report, and you can get uh, you can support this podcast and get all kind of cool stuff for doing it. You can get some merch. You can get some uh, behind-the-scenes podcasts, some videos that don't go anywhere else. So it's kind of fun. Also, buy me a coffee if you just want to donate some money. And then, of course, therangerreport.com slash shop. We have hoodies. We have beanies. We have long sleeve shirts. We have short sleeve shirts. We have hats. We have buttons. We have stickers. Pretty much anything you can want. Coffee mugs, water bottles. So go check that out and pick yourself up something during this holiday season. Uh Coming up next, CJ will join me, and we will talk to Jeff Wilson and John Moore of the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. But first, this message from Waltons. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. 
All right, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I, of course, am Ben Dieter, and that is C.J. Berryman, and we are joined today by Jeff Wilson and John Moore of the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast and Substack.com slash Jeff Wilson. How's it going, guys? Hey, man, what's going on? Doing great. Thanks. Doing great. Now, I, I told you out there, I'm going to start. I'm going to start by saying, by the way, I've been loving the podcast like a lot, but I have a bone to pick with you because I've been trying to get Derek Holland on the show, and lo and behold, I look today, and who do you guys have on your show? Right yeah. before us. Right before yeah. us. That's my fault. But yeah. uh, I'm not going to apologize too much. <laughs> yeah. me, me and Ben had a me and Ben had a joke on our last podcast. It was just me and him, and we uh, we like to talk smack on y'all a little bit just for out of fun. Yeah. And uh, we I'm said listening. that we uh, we got we got Taylor Hearn on, and wow. uh, yeah. So me and Ben said, yeah, we checked up into y'all's big lane like NASCAR style and gave you like a, Kyle, like a Kyle Bush bump. And then we got back in our own lane. So now we're rubbing paint, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you guys and have y'all, to clean. Y'all, what y'all did today was y'all gave us a NASCAR middle finger. <laughs> Rubbin's racing boys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but honestly, I mean, you guys really are knocking it out of the park with it. Uh, how's, how's it been received so far? The numbers look good. And are you guys getting the, uh, the listens and the clicks that you want? I, I think so. I mean, I, I didn't know yeah. what to expect. I mean, I, I really, I, I, I noticed that as we've recorded more uh, episodes, we've gotten more and more uh, whatever clicks or downloads or whatever yeah. it is. And um, so I think we've, we've gained a little bit of traction, but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had a great time doing it. I, I've never done one before and I wanted to do one at the start telegram, but they're, pretty much inept at everything and so um, <laughs> it's a shot so, over the bow we, we, we won't talk about that it's a shot it's a shot right at them yeah i was gonna and, say that's right and, directly and they, at they, can't, they can't argue they can't argue because i know i'm right because i've been talking about doing a, i've been talking about doing a podcast for months and months and months and they just they just wouldn't do it so um i'm, I'm glad to be doing it now i, I there, there are a lot of them out there you you guys do a great job um yeah i hope we do a good job and you know, I think there's a, a lot of there are a lot of Rangers fans out there, and and now's a good now's a good time. As Chris, Chris Young was saying, now's a good time to buy stock. Yeah, in the yeah. Rangers. Well, I can yeah. I can say this, and what what you were asking about the clicks and if we like it, I I did a podcast. I had yeah. a podcast, a Ranger Nation podcast, before, and the numbers Jeff and I are doing are blowing away what I was doing over there. And then to have John Blake come up and go, oh yeah, listen to that one. That one was good. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Now. Jeff said, to be honest, we were talking about it. We had some minor leaguers on and I'm sure the front office listens to make sure that they yeah. don't come on and say something, you know, inappropriate, which, you know, we've tried to make them understand we're not going to blow anybody up or we're not going to, you know, if they were to say something stupid, we would cut it out because yeah. these kids are young and dumb. And I was once there. So I know that that can happen. Uh, but what, yeah, I think we've I, all been there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think the numbers have been great. Uh, they, they've certainly surpassed what I had going and I had had really kind of built that up myself and we've kind of blown that away, but I've always said, and I've always wanted to do this. And when I, and Jeff and I got together on this, I was like, this thing works better with a co-host. It's just yep. the best way to do it because we can talk to each other and do stuff. It's what makes episodes like this more fun when we can call each other idiots and go, that's the dumbest move I've ever heard. You know, it's just more fun than it. It sounds like I was being a teacher sometimes when I didn't have anybody on (laughs) and nobody thinks that I am smart enough to be a teacher. Well, I'll let, I'll let Ben uh, talk about that because I I rejoined him uh, in January and we've been doing this uh, 
pretty consistently every week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week since January. And our numbers have gone up. And he said, you know, he hadn't had a co-host in a while. And since he and I had worked together before, it was way back in 2014, I believe, um, this dynamic has also worked very well. So I'll let Ben talk about that before I ask uh, John a question. Yeah, well, the best part about it, be doing it by myself and John, I don't know if you did this, but I got to the point where I scripted what I was saying. Oh, yeah. because, of, because if I didn't, like, I sounded like an idiot. And so I had to stay oh, on man. task. But at some point, I was like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just go ahead and write it and put it on the website instead of saying it? Because I was writing out an entire thing and then basically, you know, reading that off. And I was like, man, at this point, and that's when I put something out on uh, on uh, Twitter and CJ responded. And like I said, it, is, it has been really good for us uh, ever since the, uh, ever since CJ, you know, and I keep telling him it's completely his fault. You know, I had yeah. uh like, I think I had like, I don't know, 800 listens in 2020 and we're somewhere sitting at, you know, 5,600 in 2021. So I told him he yeah. brought all those listens with him. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it is like, like you said, it's a lot easier to do. And I do script it back then. I, I even do it now. Um, uh, Jeff, Jeff is smart enough to go straight off the cuff. He can talk <laughs> about all this stuff straight off just any conversation, but I actually lay an outline out. And for anybody that's trying to get into podcasting, but no matter what you're trying to do, you sound a lot better. You have something to go off of just as Ben and I, as guys that have run one of these, don't just try to wing it, try to put something together. And I've got questions lined up. Jeff can take it off the cuff, but that's my part. Hey, Jeff's the one that's got more knowledge than me. I'm the guy that tries to drive the bus and get us to the finish line. That's kind of the way I still got questions lined up. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Jeff or John, or y'all can both talk about this. How did y'all's dynamic get together? to do this podcast? Uh, well, I, I, let me start. I met Jeff. Jeff, Jeff you're muted. You're muted. So oh, yeah, my dog was barking. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to know Jeff uh, in the press box uh, a couple years ago and hit it off. And I mean, look, those guys are real nice. And Jeff and I have just kind of been friends and not, not buddy buddies, but know each other and talking. And uh, I gotta be honest. Uh, it, I would, I saw a big opportunity when Jeff started his own thing. I just kind of wandered up to him one day and said, you know, we were in front of the dugout and I said, you ever thought of doing a podcast? And, uh, and he was like, yeah, actually. And and it started there and Jeff, you can kind of go from there. We did, it took, a, it took about a month. We were sitting there talking. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know why it took so long. I think maybe the Rangers went out of town and we were trying, you know, we had to get John Blake's blessing. I think I felt, I kind of felt like that was, part of the deal just to let him know what we were doing and uh, make sure that, that John would still have um, access uh, his credit, his Rangers credential. If he left where he was at and came to me and, you know, they, he and Rich Rice both said, that's not a problem. So uh, once we got that ironed out, um, you know, we just kind of, he, he kind of took it from there. Um, you know, my, my wife, is our, our video department, but she has a job. So she's always busy, but she's, you know, she's gotten some cranked out with graphics and stuff on the YouTube channel, but mostly it's just John. I mean, I, I, I go down my list of contacts and see who we haven't had yet. And, um, you know, sometimes I can get tricky. Sometimes that's like Derek, Derek Holland was last minute. I mean, that was, uh, uh, what yesterday, I guess I texted you because we tried to get, yeah, uh, Colwyn, who just texted me back, he's on vacation in Florida. And, uh, so anyway, you just got to deal with their schedules and a lot of times it's different time zones, but that's my biggest headache. I don't, everything else is up to John. 
Yeah, it's it's real easy too. And and if you if you're if you go to jeffwilson.substack.com, look, Jeff is a beat writer and a journalist, and every day Jeff puts out info. So so it's not like I'm doing all the work and Jeff doesn't do shit. I'll say it. Jeff is writing every day. He's doing all of that. This is the part I know. So I can bring Jeff's info to me to put out our podcast and he'd have to worry about it. I can do the editing, do all of that. There may be some fun stuff coming up on the horizon that we can't talk about, but that's going to be cool. But uh, so for me, it's a lot of, it's easy. It was easy for me. I wasn't counted on to get out stuff by writing. I mean, I do some writing. I don't write anything like Jeff and TR do. So, I mean, I didn't, the pressure's off of me there. I can just kind of throw crap out and say, Hey, if you want to use this, use it. And uh, he'll edit it up and do it. But the podcast, dude, I'm, I'm living here at the dream. I got Jeff on, we got these great guests. I kind of drive the bus. He brings the info and man, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Who, who would you say has been your best guest so far on this podcast? Well, I, I it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, Derek just kind of took it to a whole new level uh, today. Um, but I, I, I think probably, you know, if, if you're looking for news, Chris, I thought Chris Young and John Daniels were both, Chris Woodward was great. Those three were good. Mm-hmm. Player-wise, I think, I think it's been uh, Justin Foscue. I, I, I thought he was really good. And, yeah. you know, he kind of has a, a little confident, air about him not in a bad way but uh you know i just thought he was good and then when we were done he he he, he still wanted to talk so uh i'll i'll, I'll vote i'll vote foskey i don't know about you john yeah so i, I think the the one um obviously holland has been the funniest one that's you guys go listen to that it's one of the funnest and the, the hardest i've laughed have in any podcast i've ever done uh, i got 30 minutes into it and i was i was tears <laughs> i was in tears when he's talking about ron washington going to the mound and shooting him out <laughs> <laughs> that was funny but uh having on to, to kick the whole thing off with the president of baseball operations has to be a highlight, highlight for me um i had met john a couple times he did not know who i was and didn't recognize me uh because he barely, I was just another guy standing there with a recorder um, and never really even talked to him or asked him a question. Uh, I met Chris Young and talked to him a little bit this year. He, when we finally got the mask off. So having both of them on, those are highlights for me. As far as players go. Yeah. Foscue hung around afterwards. He was a lot of fun to, to listen to. I think every player has come on that has been really good. Um, I, I really liked uh, Owen White's accent. Uh, yeah. He's got a pretty big Southern accent. That was fun to listen to. But uh, I think they enjoy this. I think the Rangers like it because these guys don't have a lot of press activity. This is a start for them, getting interviewed, uh, getting on here and having someone ask them questions and answering. And I, I, I think that's what the Rangers like about it. And that's been fun as far as the minor leagues go. Yeah. And that's, that's been fun for us. Cause we've had, we had media rights to all the minor league teams and we've had Bubba Thompson on Josh Stowers on, we've had Luis on Hill on, we've had, you know, and that was a lot of fun and they, they love doing it. Um, yeah. So, they, you know, that's, that's a whole lot of fun. And before Ben asked this next question, we, we had TR scheduled for what Monday. Yeah. And life happened and we had to, we had to postpone. Um, but the night before Sunday night, uh, TR doesn't like to text. I figured that out. Um, <laughs> no, he, he just straight up called me and he's like, okay, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so we're talking about how we're going to make it work. And, you know, I'm, I was raised right. I'm from, I mean, you know, I'm a farm boy from, 
you know, in Amar- Amarillo area. Uh, and, you know, and I was in the military for six years. So I kept calling him, sir. Huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. This is what we're going to do, sir. You know, we'll do it on zoom, sir. And he goes, quit calling me, sir. And I'm going to try to do this right here. I'm going to try to do an impersonation. <laughs> quit calling me, sir. Everybody just calls me asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TR's he's one of the Jeff can back this up when, when he was in the press box full time, you could ask anybody could ask any question about any part of baseball, any team, any 32 years, man. He could, that thing is, he's got a computer chip in his head for what he could pull out. It's uh, not just baseball. I mean, he can, he can name, you know, like every NFL champion ever, like going back to the thirties and, (laughs) you know, he'll, he'll yell it. He'll yell it. If, uh, you know, when, when, uh, Rick Goslin was, was with the morning news and would come in, he's the you know, big football guru. TR would rail on him about who got in the hall of fame and why this guy's not in it's pretty, pretty amazing, <laughs> honestly, and foot, you know, talking about linemen that should be in the hall of fame and stuff like that. So TR has got an encyclopedia. I mean, the guy, the guy's really smart. Uh, I mean, just, and he, re- and he reads a ton and he remembers everything he reads, but uh, and sh- yeah, he's got, and of course, he's, you know, phenomenal baseball stories. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. learning so much from what he's doing. For us. I, yeah, that's that, that was my next question was going to be is what how nice is it just have him kind of fall in your lap and ask him to post his memoirs on your site? He did. He he he, uh, he told me he was doing it. He didn't. I didn't have to ask. Him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure he did. And he said, I'm I'm going to be I'm I'm going to write for you. I was like, oh, oh sure. Like, I, I was like, better. And uh, so, no, he and you know, he's retired, and um, like I, I think this this week he was getting, or last week he was getting carpet in his house or something like that, and um, maybe it was this week, so he didn't have the time to sit down and research it all that what he wants to do. But you know, whenever he sends me, he'll send me a note the night before he's going to file. And whether it's one or two parts or whatever, and he usually files at like two in the morning too. So, I mean, he's not, he's, he's staying up, getting it done. And um, yeah, it's invaluable. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't think him enough. I need, I need to buy him some beer is what I need to do. So <laughs> yeah. He'll, take, he'll go for it. Money, but I bet he'd take my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's turn to, to Rangers, Rangers stuff now and, and overall baseball stuff. Do you think the lockdown is going to end before spring training? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I think that it'll be kind of like the soft, de- a soft unofficial deadline. I think that, um, I mean, these, these guys are smart and they want to make money and I know they don't make money until the regular season, but the, 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 the idea of losing games, and having a prorated salary, you know, we, we saw how angry the players got at the owners when the owners were trying to, when they were trying to negotiate the schedule for uh, 2020. Um, I don't, I don't think they want to go through that again. Um, I don't think the owners want to lose any more revenue. So I think that at some point mid February, we'll have something now, the, now it may be a shorter spring training, or the season may get pushed back, but they're not going to lose any games. I don't think, I don't think that's, a, that's a, would be on the table. That's yeah. My opinion. Yeah, I me, yeah. I'm right there with Jeff. And I think one of the main reasons money is the big, 
the big issue. And I don't yeah. think they want to lose any money. So that's the huge issue, huge issue. I think the other point is, is the big mess there was just trying to negotiate the games in 2020. I don't think they want to take it far enough where they have to start negotiating games again. Um, even if they are pushing it back and how they're going to do that, that's even a, that was a bigger cluster than, than a lot of this. So I think eventually what, what ticks me off is they're not in a room right now. Yeah. Um, that they don't just go, okay, you know, you don't have to do it every day, but go once a week and go, okay, let's go for five hours, sit down and let's literally lay all our cards on the table so we can go back to our people and do it. But nope, right now they just play chicken and I guess the holidays, maybe they'll get through that. But um, <laughs> it, it, I'm the one and Jeff knows I've voiced my opinion on this. They ought to be in a damn room right now and just trying to get yeah. it done. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, I mean, how many, how many players are unsigned? I mean, 75%, 80%, I mean, there were some big signings, but that wasn't, that wasn't everybody. So they got to have a window for free agency and for, you know, it may be a two week NBA like deal, but they got to have it. I mean, you know, <laughs> these players who are, who are, their union is negotiating their future salaries and, and everything they have to have time to have a future. So um, yeah. that, that could be what, what kind of pushes things back a little bit, or maybe delays the start of spring training and maybe the start of the regular season, just because guys got to know where they're playing. And that leads me to the follow-up real quick, John. Um, there's, you know, there's a whole lot of talk that after the lockout, the ring, you know, the Rangers aren't done. No. Uh, they're, they're still looking at, you know, maybe Suzuki and left, which I was going to see what, Jeff thought about that or what John's thought, what you thought about that or adding another starting pitcher. And, you know, the, there, there's so many play, so many things in play, especially with trades too, because now you've got a log jam in the minor leagues with you signing a second baseman and a shortstop to long term deals. Right. That makes them tradable pieces. So um, how do y'all think that once this ends, that the flurry that the Rangers might, might go. And I, I know the timing is going to be, it's going to make a whole difference in this, but yeah, um, with, with how soon it is to spring training and how fast they, you know, with how fast they'll move. But um, what do y'all, what are y'all getting a sense of as far as what would happen with the Rangers after the lockout and the Suzuki thing, can they talk to him right now during the lockout? No, they can't. No, no. but his, his window uh, is basically frozen. So yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was, his, I can't remember what the final date was. Maybe it was like the 22nd or something like that. So it's on hold. So there, there there's going to be three weeks to to get something done with him. But John. Yeah, I think he's got 22 days still left or something yeah, like that. So you, you, yeah, you go first and I'll go second. Well, you know, the one pat on my back I can take from all of this is I've been on Suzuki since like October 7th or 8th um, that I brought it up. He wasn't posted. Nobody knew if he was going to be posted, but I was looking for the big splash and the guys that could potentially be coming. Say Suzuki was a name he's put up in tremendous numbers in Japan. He was, he was ready to, they thought he might come last year. He didn't. And, and there was a chance he's going to come this year. And I thought this might be a perfect guy. I brought him up. Uh, in something I wrote and put out my first armchair GM, I think that I put out. Um, and, uh, and that name wasn't, and, and I didn't know, I didn't know if the Rangers had any interest in him. It was just me being my armchair GM and being my, my, and then Jeff now has actually, he talks to those people and they do have interest in him. And now a lot of people are linking him here. Um, even if he's 75% of what he puts up over there, that's better than what they've had. 
Uh, let's be honest. Uh, and in a lineup like this, a right-handed bat with some power that can hit, I mean, he's hitting over yeah. 300 there. If he's hitting yeah. 275 or 265 here, that's still better numbers than what they were getting. The thing is he doesn't miss the bat. He doesn't miss the bat a lot, miss the ball a lot. He puts together good at bats. And uh, that's what this team needs is somebody that battles at the plate. Yeah, um, they do. They do. They've been in contact with Joel Wolf, who's his uh, Suzuki's agent, um, and and he would be an upgrade. I, I there's there. I don't think there's. I mean, there's some there's some question as you'd have of any player coming from an entirely different league, but um, they think he's like uh, who's the last guy uh, Susugo from? Who's I think Pittsburgh now, Tampa Bay signed him. Um, He's they're entirely different players. Like you know, Suzuki's athletic and has better bat to ball and all this stuff. So, you know, they, the Rangers think that that Suzuki will hit in the major leagues. Um, you know, and and I, I I know they could use him. He'd be an immediate upgrade. But uh, is, this is, this is still a technically a rebuild. Um, yeah. Part of it is is you feed you feed your team. You know, you the minor leagues feeds your major league roster. Um, and, and they, they've said they don't have an intention of contending for the division title this year. Um, maybe, maybe these guys get them to the additions, get them to, I don't know, 500 if they're lucky, maybe I, I, I honestly don't think they should, should sign Suzuki. I've, 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 I've kind of thought about this and, um, I, I really think that they got to give Tavares another chance. Um, he's 23. He's hitting well in the Dominican. He's terrific defensively. He's fast. He's a switch hitter. He's showing some power from both sides of the plate for the first time. So it looks like he's trending the right way. I know his April was abysmal. Um, I don't know that that necessarily was his fault. You know, he's, he's been rushed and he's only 23. Um, now the, the, the one thing with Suzuki you know, John, John Daniels is big on value and Suzuki's not going to cost a lot relative to what these other guys are getting. So if you can sign him for 11 million a year and he's going to give you, let's say at 800 OPS, uh, that's pretty good value. And I think yeah. that, that they would probably uh, try to get in on that and then just figure it out from there. I mean, and, you know, Cole Calhoun's only got a one-year deal. So maybe it's just a temporary thing with Tavares, but um yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's not as simple as just plugging a hole for this year because again, this, this still is a rebuild and, and they still need minor leaguers to make everything work and to have money going forward. You know, they want to keep spending. They can't load up right now. They gotta, they gotta have some minor leaguers in there. Yeah. And this is where Jeff and I are on the opposite. We're, we're, we're different on this. I think Suzuki coming in, um, I think, you don't spend a ton of money on pitching right now. And I think we're both on the same page on that, right? That we think, yeah. pitching, we think pitching is down the line because you've got such a, a, just a stable of young potential aces and arms that are so close. You need fillers right now that can eat innings and keep you in games right now. You get, this is when you concentrate on your lineup and then your lineup, then going forward, you have the fill-ins coming up from the minor leagues that can fill in, uh, you know, like we're talking about Leoti. Uh, that's, that's one there. And that he is a talent. I don't think you give up on Leoti. Um, and you know, unless he's a part of a deal for something bigger coming back, but other than that, yeah, he is only 23 years old, 
But uh, I am in favor of Suzuki. Now, now Cassianos, that's not going to come here. Um, they're not going to go after him. Conforto, both of them have qualifying offers. I don't think they'll give up another draft pick for either one of those. So it's either going to be Suzuki. Jeff's mentioned Chris Bryant, which would be a great addition. Oh, man, I'd love that. Yeah. yeah he, he'd be a first baseman, too. He could play first yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. But that would, yeah. I was going to say that. What would that do for Josh Young and for uh, Nathaniel Lowe? Well, I, you know, it, Chris Young bats right handed. So, you know, the, the, it was explained to me that the threshold for a right-handed hitting major league first baseman is really high, you know, and you, you think, all right, well, who are the good, the last 10 years, who are the good right-handed hitting first baseman? And, okay. So I thought of Albert Pujols and I thought of, uh, uh Jose Abreu and they, you know, MVP caliber players. So that's, you know, you got it. You got to produce at a elite level here, right-handed hitting first baseman. Um, so, you know, he, he, I just think that he could play all over, you know, if, if Josh Young needs a day off, put Chris Bryant in there. If, if Nathaniel Lowe is struggling or, you know, and it's against a lefty, put Chris Bryant at first base. I just think there are a lot of ways to use him now. He's know, a good he, outfielder too. He's, he's got a, he's a, you know, Scott Boris client. Um, he, he's not going to come cheap. He, he is 30. So I, I don't know how long the deal would be, but, uh, what, Mark, 31 year old Marcus Simmons got seven years. So uh, that might tell you something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another guy we talked about there. I don't, that hasn't been talked about. I've heard you guys mention him too, but Blaine Krim simply tore it up here where he's been, where yeah. he's been playing lately. And he didn't Man. seem to have gotten a lot of talk coming into this winter. Now I went to Frisco earlier this year. It was his first game there. He hit a home run in that game and it was a monster shot, like not quite, you know, Sam Huff monster, but it was a monster shot. And uh, he just hadn't, not a lot of people have been talking about him. What do you guys think about him for, uh, for next year? Well, and I'm actually writing about Blaine Krim tomorrow, um, Friday on the farm. Uh, he, I, I don't know if you've seen his, his numbers in the Puerto Rican league. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. They are, they're crazy. And then that's, that's probably a double a league, maybe a, a little sprinkling, a little triple a, uh, what was it three, three ninety four batting average, I believe last I looked at was three ninety eight. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's massive. It's massive. And, uh, he's put up uh, numbers everywhere. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to fall into the same, the same category as a, you know, he's a right-handed hitter. So kind of what I just said about, right-handed hitting first baseman really applies to him. Uh, but the Rangers think he's got more like natural hitting tools than say Curtis Terry did. Yep. They think, they think he's got a chance to be a, a better major league hitter than Curtis Terry. And, you know, we didn't see Curtis Terry for a long enough stretch. He was terrible when he was here, but yeah. uh, he, you know, he's, there's more in there, but playing Krim has more. So that, so that's good. The, the bad news is that, you know, the, the Rangers seem to have this idea about right-handed hitting first baseman, but um, they know he can hit uh crim. And, and if he keeps hitting like this at every, at every stop, he's got to be in the major leagues at some point. Yep. Uh, I, I'm guessing he'd start at Frisco, move up to triple a at some point this, this next season. But um, they, you know, they, they love the bat. He's just a hitter. That's, and that's, that's what they say about him. He's a hitter. Hey, look, you know, people like uh, Nate Lowe, who has options. Um, look, Blaine Krim, one thing the Rangers aren't afraid to do is to play the player that's playing the best. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he's he is blocked at first base right now, even with the signing. I mean, and he's kind of limited. I, I think he's someone that might could play a little bit outfield. He's not going to be, obviously, thinking more like Willie Calhoun here. I mean, he's not going to be stellar out there. But first base is really, I mean, 
you know, I look at someone like Foscu who might could look, move to the outfield, but um, I, I don't know. He's his problem is defensively. I mean, he's obviously a right-handed DH um, that he could be too. Numbers, he keeps doing what he's doing. Sure, I mean that's a name you can't ignore. Yeah. Um, I had him in my top twenty uh, prospects, and I'll be doing that this after the first of the year that I count down my my list of prospects. They can never have played one day in the major leagues. So, you know, Tavares can't be a part of it. You know, uh, Sam Huff can't be on it. Um, so that's the way I've always done mine. But uh, I had Krim in mine last year because uh, I thought he was going to have a breakout year and he did. Um, his problem is defensively. And that's where yeah. it, that's not a bad problem to have is have somebody knocking on the door. And if you're, I mean, if you're comparing defense to Curtis Terry, he's, he's <laughs> much, a lot much better. better. Yeah. 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 He's serviceable. He's a serviceable defensive player. And you know what? At first base, that's all right. Yeah, and you, I'm glad you, you brought up that the, the Rangers, uh, they've shown the tendency, obviously, to play whoever's the hottest. Who's, who's playing the hottest? We saw that at catcher. You know, Jonah Heim went through that hot stretch, and he was, you know, the main catcher. And then whenever he cooled off, you know, start mixing them together and see which one gets hotter. And then Jose Trevino starts getting more. So um, obviously Chris Woodward is not afraid to uh, pull the plug on somebody that's cold and, and, and just ride the guy that's hot. So how important do y'all think that is moving forward to be able to do that? Because there's a lot of managers, Ron Washington was actually one of them and we love wash, but he would let guys just ride out those cold streaks <laughs> yeah. and, and go through long slumps. So how do y'all feel that's it's just such a different dynamic? Yeah, it is. I mean, you've got established players on Washington's team. So he knew that those guys, what their potential was and what they can do. We're still in a, we've got a lot of players here that they don't know what they are. So if they're cold, they don't have the the reputation to go with it. So you can bring up somebody to be hot. They don't have that leash. Yeah, yeah they don't have yeah. the leash. They're going to, you've got to find out who's the player and who's not. And I think that's different. Poor Poor Woodward. I'm glad he got extended. I mean, look, he has not oh, had yeah. players. Oh, yeah. And and I think it helped get Seeger here. I think that they making them understand, look, we're sticking with Chris. And so, and you know him. I think that helps to see stability at the manager position. It certainly has he made questionable calls. Absolutely. There, everyone can question calls that managers make. But Chris Woodward is not the reason the team went lost 102 games. No. Yeah, no. There, there's there's no meritocracy, uh, it, it seems. And you know, when, when a young it's, and when a young guy struggles as, as opposed to a veteran, like a young guy has nothing to fall back on. He has nothing he can, he can draw on from, Oh yeah. I remember when I slumped in the major leagues three years ago and was over 27 and couldn't figure it out. And finally did. they don't have that experience. So part of the reason you pull a guy is to let him un, you know, unplug to get his mind straight and figure stuff out. But also, uh, the, the Rangers want players to have to, to earn it. They want them to earn their playing time, these young guys especially. So that's why you hear them saying that Josh Young is not necessarily going to be the starter at, at third base on opening day. I think they're I think they're full of shit, but you know, <laughs> yeah. they need to they need to say that and 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 Josh needs to hear it and believe it and and have have the big spring. And um so so you know I get it, you know, and, and they, they're big on internal competition. And that's why you, that's why, you know, the Ezekiel Duran and Justin Foscue thing is pretty interesting right now because they they play the same position. They're both top 10 prospects uh, in the organization. So that's going to, in theory, you know, make, make you better. 
And so uh, we'll see, but that's, that's kind of what it is. Uh, the Rangers want these kids to earn it. They don't want, they don't want them to get content uh, feeling a sense of entitlement. They have, they have to press and work every day. Yeah, totally. Very true. All right. Well, before we let you guys go, we always ask a super important question at the end of every interview that we do like something, this is, this is going to be the hardest one. This one is always like, you know, like John likes to do the fun questions at the end of y'all's interview. See, I like to do, we like to do this hard hitting one. Yeah. Yeah. We like to do this hard hitting one here at the end. So what is your (laughs) go-to at Whataburger? So we're, we're trying to get a Whataburger sponsorship <laughs> and it's not working right now. Yeah, so our, our Whataburger sponsorship pitch is working as much as Chris Halleck is getting verified on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I get the, uh, I get the number one with bacon, uh, cheese, no tomatoes. That's um, good. Fries and uh, Coke zero. Yep. So and, for me and, and, the, and the ketchup, I love the ketchup. Spicy ketchup or regular. I'll do both. I'll yeah. do both. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I love both too. Um, my my go to. I'm actually doing a little bit of keto now, trying to lose some weight. So I still go there. I just don't get the fries, which are my favorite. Yeah. Um, my go to is usually I, I like the uh, I like the the patty melt. And, that's uh, my man right there. Yeah, that, that, that's a good one. That's why I ballooned up to where I am. So I've got to watch that because Whataburger was easy to go through and it's a good burger. Uh, but uh, so now, now I'm usually getting something like the triple meat with cheese with nothing else, you know, no bun, nothing else really? because I'm doing, doing the, the keto thing and, and I can't have any fries. So for yeah. the, for right yeah. now, that's what I get. So, um, but I'm, Hey, I'm five pounds down. So all right. right. Now we, we had a, we had Levi Weaver on a couple of weeks ago and I love Levi, but uh, he he gave us a, a Whataburger pro tip. He said that he likes the, uh, he likes, he likes the Buffalo uh, ranch chicken strip sandwich. And he said, that's a part-time thing. But he said, he said, pro tip, you can order the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich and ask them to put Buffalo sauce on it instead of the honey barbecue. And he said, so you can get it all year round. Oh, that's pretty strong. <laughs> so yeah, he gave smart. us, he gave us a good pro tip. Levi did. So I wasn't sure Levi ate. So yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's always drinking coffee at the press box. He doesn't know anything else. I tell you what, Taylor Hearn's a big Whataburger guy. He, yeah. he's out there. Oh, he'll, yeah. He'll, he, he'll he push it off very quick to answer. Yeah. yeah he had a couple real quick for us. Boom. It was, yeah, he, he was gave like, us yeah, dinner like he and then he gave us coming. breakfast. Yeah. He was like, Oh, this is for dinner. This is for breakfast. Yeah. He blew it out pretty quick. <laughs> he had the whole menu. He had oh yeah. He had going. it. Yeah. He had it. Yeah, All right, one more question before the we breakfast burger is good. If you yes. had that oh, breakfast yeah. burger, yeah. I haven't, good. I haven't yet. I need to try that. That is good. One more question before we let y'all go. Who has the better beard? Me or Ben? <laughs> uh, Oh, Baron, you got to get Ben the, the, the knot yeah, there. I'm sorry, man. Come on, that's a pretty easy one. <laughs> that's Santa Claus. Especially the season that that's we're in. That's gifted right there. I was going to say, for is. some reason, people stop me in the street and ask for gifts all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, CJ. You look like a possum on chemo. <laughs> oh. Well, I can't, I can't grow facial hair, so I'm, I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's all right. You know, that's all right. But no, seriously, guys. Oh, that's guys, a good shot right there. I, I, have, I have nothing. I have we're going to have to come up with the one for next time we have him now because he got you pretty yeah, good on that one. I'm gonna so. start I'm gonna start scheming now. Hey, but uh, seriously guys, 
seriously, guys, been loving the podcast, really have. And we wanted to have both of you on. We've had Jeff on lots over the years. So we wanted to have both of you just to to promote it and just to have it because we are loving the podcast, loving the website. If you haven't subscribed, jeffwilson.substack.com, you should. I think I subscribed on the first day. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a great Christmas gift, too. And that, too. And I've looked at that gifting. I have a few uh, people that I think are going to want it. So uh, it's been great. I've enjoyed reading you. I've enjoyed reading John. Enjoyed reading TR. It's been really good. Loving the podcast. So uh, even though, even though you guys keep stealing our guests, you know we're really enjoying listening. So uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know who you want next week, and we'll stay away. Oh, I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. Oh, we gotta get get them first. We already got Cole Wynn lined up. So yeah. After next week. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Cole Wynn. Yeah. Well, my, you know, my, our deal is obviously we're not, we're not, we don't have press passes. So we just have to hope on charity of people when we send the messages because I don't have the proper channels to go through to get a hold of these guys. <laughs> we do for the minor leaguers, but not for the major leaguers. So Taylor Hearn was like a shot in the dark and he said yes. And I was like, say what? So anyway, <laughs> but, but like I said, he's a super yeah. nice guy. You guys know right. that. He was a lot oh, of yeah. fun to talk to. That, yeah. That was, that was an awesome interview. Yeah, Je- Taylor's good. Uh, I- I've been wanting to get Jose on too. Yeah, uh, they're in a weird. Yeah. We talked to Dutch about that today. It's in the the players have kind of been silent. The major league players and yeah, in this whole thing, I think they're kind of leery of anything right now, just because I don't know what they they don't know what they can talk about and all of that. So um, yeah, we actually we actually talked to Taylor the on that Wednesday, like before midnight, the day that that okay. went down. So it was yeah. like you know what eight or ten hours before the lockdown started. Yeah, they were having the Seeger in in uh, yeah press conference while we. Yeah, yeah, they were having the Simeon so. and Seeger press conferences while he was on with us. So <laughs> what a day that was. Jeez. That was a yeah. that was, yeah. We didn't even talk about that, but yeah, that was an amazing day. But if you want to hear more about it, listen to the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. You guys covered that well. So thank you. Thank you. Um, thank once you, again, yeah. thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun to have you on. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having us. We'll do it again. Anytime. Sounds good. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. Find us on Twitter. Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.